Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. So, as I said, our first guest, um, Nadia Boyson, who herself is a cancer survivor and an oncology counsellor who consults at the DMO practices in Santon Oncology and the West Rand Oncology Centres, um, is here to share her story. Good morning, Nadia. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Nikki. Thank you so much for having me and good afternoon to all the listeners. Um, thank you for having me. Well, it's it's lovely to have you on the show. Um you know, I've, I've read so much about you and, and what you have to say and share is, is so interesting, Nadia. But I'd like to start off with you going in as an oncology counsellor working with, you know, Santon Oncology and West Rand Oncology, these centres. And as an oncology counsellor, what what exactly do you do? Um, so it's, it's pretty much a very broad spectrum of um things that we do as oncology social work counsellors. Um, so we do primarily we focus on counselling patients and families, um, but we're also very involved in discharge planning of patients that's admitted to hospital, as well as arranging supportive care, linking people with resources in their communities, um, and then educating newly diagnosed patients as well as assisting families um, when patients become terminally ill, as well as assisting the patients who do, who are um, terminally ill as well. So it's a very broad spectrum of things that we do. Mm. And how long have you been doing it for, Nadia? Um, since 2011. Wow, that's a, that's a long time. So you've worked with so many people and, and the families of so many people and you've you know, you've seen some um, of your patients that you've been working with go into remission and you've seen some, unfortunately, passing away. You, you've been, you've witnessed and you've seen it all holding it um, for all of these people, which which must be incredibly challenging for you. Have you found it? I mean, how, how, how do you cope with these emotional highs and lows? Um, I think it's, you know, you, you've deal with every situation differently. Um, you know, obviously there are these patients that just grow so close to your heart and, and that makes it much more difficult. But we do get taught in university, you know, to not take problems home with us. And I think it's also just about not getting hard. Um, I, I think if you become cold in a field like this is the day that you should absolutely leave the field and not work in it anymore. Mm. So there's always that level of being compassionate. Um, but if this is a field that you choose, I don't think it, it affects you as severely as people might think that it does. Um, you know, I think in our field, you, you choose something that you can cope with. So it's not as severe as people might often think, you know. I'm definitely not geared to be a teacher. Um, that, that would be... <laughs> Very, very difficult for me. Um, but oncology, you know, you share so many precious moments. Um, and the beauty lies in in the journey, um, not the outcome, which makes it so much different. You know, um, we are reasonable and honest about these things um, in the field of oncology. And we know that, unfortunately, we can't save everybody. Um but just being in there, in the journey and making the journey a bit lighter, um, you know, that that's where the, the privilege is and that's where the joy lies. Um, and then losing a person like that, but the journey was, you could help within the journey. 
Um, yeah, that, that's... Well, I love what you said. I love what you said, Nadia. I mean, first of all, as you said, it it is kind of like a calling for you. We all have mm. areas where we have our strengths and that it's about this journey and what a privilege it is for you to be on this journey with people, not focusing on that outcome. So mm. doing it for so many years and being on so many people's journeys, what was it like when you were diagnosed with cancer? Um, it was it was hard. Um, as I said in the article that I wrote, um, when I first started talking about my own journey, you know, um, it was in the same time that um, Jane came out on um, America's Got Talent, um, and everybody went on about this person. Um, Nightbird. So, You're talking about Nightbird. 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 Yes, yes. Nightbird. Yes. Yes. It was so exceptionally positive, you know. And being in the field where you kind of give these messages and try and journey with people and try and make their journey lighter, you know, all of a sudden, all their eyes is on you and how you're going to deal with it. Um, and you have that level of pressure of doing it better, um, because how can you not if you advise people for 10 years on, on doing it? Um, so that, that was extremely difficult. Yeah, I, I can imagine, you know, it's one thing being there supporting, being helping people on their journey. And it's another thing, as you say, when you're diagnosed and now you're on this journey and mm. everyone has expectations, like people almost, I'm sure, feel that, you know, because you, you, you're an, on, you, you're an on, oncology counsellor, you'll be able to sail through it. But it was anything but that for you. Mm, yeah, I think sometimes too much knowledge makes it harder yeah. um yeah so i think that that's a very hard thing um when when it happens to you um yeah. but also you know i i did i found myself in bed one day asking myself you know um what was the advice that i've been handing out so frequently over the years mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and maybe i should try it myself because now it applies um, and see if it was really worthwhile, you know, if it helped. Um, so that was also a very good um, trial period for myself, you know, to see does it actually work? You know, the, these things that we offer so freely, um, mm. is, is it effective? Does it actually matter in these moments? Um, wow. Which was greatly beneficial. Mm, I'm sure. I'm sure, Nadia. Well, after the break, let's let's talk about whether it does work. You know, the 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 advice and the information you had been handing out, and now you were going to apply it for yourself or to yourself. We're going to take a quick break, Nadia. Uh, ad break. Please stay with us. We're going to be right back. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Well, welcome back to the show, the DL Link Show on 101.9 High FM. I have Nadia Boyson on the show today. Nadia is a cancer survivor and an oncology counselor. Been working as an oncology counselor since 2011 and been on this cancer journey with many, many patients, um, talking about the privilege of being able to do that. And then, um, then she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And, um, as we said just before the break, Nadia, um, you know, you sat at one point and said, well, maybe, you know, I've been handing out this advice for so many years. Maybe I should apply all of this to myself. And did you and what did you apply and, and how how did it work out for you? 
Um, so one of the big things that I did apply um, was one of the biggest advice that I always try and give patients, um, you know, is while you're in this journey, um, you realize a few things that life can change very quickly um, and try and look at things that you do want to change when you pass this journey. Um, did you work too much? Um, did you focus too much on other things? Um, what would you like to change? Because you are in a privileged position of realizing, you know, that life can change very quickly and there's no guarantees. Um, and also somehow, not not only do we think that we're kind of immortal, if I can put it that way, um, mm -hmm. you know, we'll reach retirement and then we'll do our bucket list. Um, but we also have made the assumption that we'll be healthy until we die. Um, you know, and that's something that... Um, was really close to my heart, you know, is realizing that none of that is true. Um, so I always say to patients, take a blank canvas, um, you know, and you can redesign what you want your life to look like after cancer because the normal that you knew will never be. Um, you'll also never be the same person because it changes you too much. Um, so decide which things you want to change and what you want your new life to look like. Um, because you have a second chance at life. And what would you like to change? Um, that, hmm. That's the one big thing um, that I realized and which I did apply. Um, the, the other thing is, is... those. I mean, those are big questions. You know, those are big questions. And, and you said before you carry on with the next thing that you applied, I just want to hone in on it. You said that... Hmm. Um, you know, we, we're always waiting all the time. And there is there is a privilege in having the opportunity to do this because we're waiting. We always think there's going to be time to do it. So I think it's so profound. Big, big questions, Nadia. So what else? Yes, what else did you apply? Um, so the other thing which I also try to focus on a lot is, um, which is part of the article that I recently wrote for the Buddies magazine, is the wheel of life, um, you know, is to focus on um, keeping your life full. Um, it refers, to, I always try to draw a wheel for patients with spokes in it um, and try and explain to them that before cancer, you had all these spokes with all these that represented things in your life. And when you get diagnosed, um, you know, you might not be able to continue working or exercising. Um, you know, some relations might fade. But if you don't fill the spokes of the wheel with constructive things, you know, cancer will take over your identity very quickly. And that's where the problem of depression often comes in and the sense of worthlessness. But if you fill those things with other positive things, you know, if you can't, if you used to run and you can't do that, you know, try swimming or try walking. But it's imperative that that wheel stays full because mm. our identity is built from that. Um, you know, and it's it's very important that that you do that so that you don't start questioning everything you are um, and how you function in life and relate to things. Um, so that was basically the other big thing that I, I had to apply to my own life. Wow. And I suppose, I mean, that question is what, what, you know, you what were you doing? You were filling up a lot of your time with helping other people on their cancer journey. Yes, yes, that's correct. 
Mm, and this was your time. How interesting, Nadia. And how how did this, you know, going um, really delving, and I'm sure you did quite deeply, and I'm sure it's not a five-minute um, exercise. I'm sure it could take days, weeks, months. Um, how, how did how did it shift things for you? Uh, I definitely realized that the pace that I was working at was not in my was not benefiting me um, on a health level. Um, so I did change jobs, um, and I did, did realize that I have to look after my health and my mental health much better than what I did. Um, oncology is a very difficult field um, because we don't always have the privilege of time. So you can't always put something off until tomorrow because you're not sure if the patients will necessarily be there um, mm -hmm. if they have advanced cancers. So there's always that urgency to try and do as much as possible every day so that it's done in case something happens throughout the night, you know, and just balancing that out with self-care as well um, was, was a big thing for me to realize how important it is for myself as well. Yeah. I'm sure there's so many people listening right now who are nodding in agreement, you know, wanting the self-care, not working as hard, um, focusing, um, prioritizing, um, and, and we wouldn't want to wait until we're diagnosed with something before we kind of prioritize. It's, it's, it's such an opportunity to think about our lives now. You know, if you're listening to the show and you're listening to what Nadia is saying, I mean, and things are lighting up for you, take the time, take the time. Life is, life is hugely precious. So you were diagnosed, Nadia, around about the time of, Oh, you know, we, it, it was, she was, she was extraordinary, extraordinary night bird. I mean, we had her on the show, actually, we interviewed her. I think we were the only people in South Africa to have her on the show. And she was so inspiring. She inspired so many people. And, you know, when she passed away months later, again, people were just so devastated because of what she said, you know, that it's, it's okay. It's all right. Um, mm. And we're all a little lost sometimes. And, and it's all right. Did she have an impact on you? I mean, I know it all happened at the same time. Yeah, most definitely. Um, one of the phrases that I started my journey off with was, um, is I'm only, I'm not sick, I'm only diagnosed. Um, and that helped me a great deal to distance myself from my own illness. Um, but her song, um, It's Okay, It's All Right, um, definitely was something precious that I, repeated in my thoughts um, about a hundred times every day, um, you know, just kept my head down and kept on saying, it's okay. It's okay. Um, she was definitely a very good example of in everything um, you want to be when you are a cancer patient. Um, she yeah. was very inspiring. Yeah. So true. And so how are you? How is your health and how is life at the moment? Life is good. Health is good. I'm almost at the two-year remission mark. Um, yes, so it's it's good so far. Yeah. And, I mean, you spoke about the changes that you've made. You found a new job. You're looking after yourself more. Are you still doing it like you did then? I mean, are you still as determined to shift things in your life and live more meaningfully and purposefully? 
Yes, definitely. Um, I think it's you'll regret it if you don't. Um, sometimes it needs a bit of reminding. Um, and and obviously having gone through it and counseling people, you know, there's not a lot of people in South Africa that um, have gone through cancer and am in the position of um, working with cancer patients um, on a, a emotional level, you know. So it does help tremendously. Um, and and I do feel obligation to do as much as I possibly can. Mm. Um, we're, but within the framework of self-care, I think that's, that's the one thing that um, I do not want to um, forget. Yeah. What, what is self-care for you? Self-care for me would be peace of mind that I've done my best, whatever that means. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's waking up to a job that I do not have to live for the weekend to get past this week, but enjoying my work, living for my work. Um, you know, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy my previous work, but um, the dynamics was completely different. It was hard. It was exceptionally hard um, with the hospital patients. Um, so it's I don't get up on a Monday and pray that it gets to Friday within a second. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's it's very meaningful. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. Nadia, thank you so much. Um, I, th- I think you shared such valuable information and insights um, with me, with, with the audience. Is there anything before we say goodbye that you want to share that perhaps we haven't discussed? Um, I think the one thing that I do want to say is that um, people often measure themselves with other patients. Um, and... I wish people could feel less forced to always be okay. Um, that's the one thing people say daily, you know, is everybody coping as well as what they look like they're coping um, and nobody is, you know, and I wish there could be that freedom mm-hmm. of not being okay amongst cancer patients because no one's okay. Um, you know, I wrote a quote this um, weekend that said, an abnormal reaction to an abnormal situation is normal behavior. And and I wish more people could see it that way. Cancer is mm. not a normal thing to deal with. Something that threatens your life is not normal. You mm. can't expect to have a normal response to that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And don't measure yourself by others. You've just, mm. as you say, if you're having a good day, fabulous. And when, when you're not having a good day, be able to express that and feel that. Yeah. Nadia, thank you so much. So valuable. It's been really wonderful having you on the show today. We do appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was um, a great privilege to be on your show. Oh, take care, Nadia. Go well. Thank good you, health, you. good health and vitality to you. Thank you so much. Take Thanks. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There was Nadia Boyson, who's a cancer survivor and oncology counsellor. Um, she's a social worker and she's a psychologist and just, you know, since 2011 doing amazing work in the field of cancer and working with um, cancer patients um, and then, you know, being diagnosed and having to apply everything 
and shift her life in quite an extraordinary way. So I hope that you were inspired and I hope you got some information about that. And don't wait for tomorrow to ask yourself these questions and do a deep dive into, you know, what makes you happy and where are you overworking and where are you overcompensating and how can you be free of all of that?